Yeah. All right, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Aussie Tech Heads, episode 562, 7th of December 2017. It's, it's great to be heard by your ears, I'll tell you what. It's uh, good to be alive. It's summer, the cricket's on, and we're, we're smashing the palms, that's so all good. Now, you can come and get some hosting from us at athwebhosting.com.au. That's Aussie Tech Heads Web Hosting, and the URL is athwebhosting.com.au. And uh, you can also listen to us on the iTunes or any other podcatcher that is your favourite and uh, just download it and chuck it on and and be amazed by the wonder of technology. <laughs> All right, you can also listen to us and others on Aussie Tech Radio. If you get in your TuneIn Radio app and you type in uh, search for Aussie Tech Radio, you'll get there, back-to-back, 24-7 podcast. And if you uh, got any comments or you want to tell us something, you can give it on the facebook.com forward slash Aussie Tech Heads or youtube.com forward slash Aussie Tech Heads. So will that sound good? Great. Now on tonight's show, or this week's show, we've got the usual guys back again. We've got uh, Jordan and Warlock. So let's go to Warlock. He's first in my click box. How you going, Warlock? Jason? Good. Check this out, man. Oh, yeah, that's good. Now that's a picture of Jace's Fitbit Ionic screen that you have created. Yep, I developed that um, clock face called Big Weather and um, Fitbit contacted me and they said, hey, we really like that. Can we use that in our promotional material? Oh. I'm like, sure. So they did this. They created this from a screenshot that they did of my app running on one of their devices and then nice. uh, put it onto that. And then uh, all their promotional uh, material for the launch was check out Aussie Byte. That's my website. We mentioned that before. Aussie Byte's big weather app for Fitbit Ionic. Nice. And then suddenly hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people were downloading it and installing it onto their Ionic. So oh, excellent. I've been getting emails from people, oh, wow, this is even better than anything that Fitbit did. I really love it. And then <laughs> yeah, someone's nice. like, oh, can you can you add a option so that I can enable seconds so it'll have the seconds on there? So I'm working on that at the moment. Oh, good stuff. And, uh, well, he also wants a little indicator of how much battery he's got left on there, so I'm going to work on that as well. Fair enough. We'll just hold that there. We'll come back to that in one second. I'll just get Jordan on. How you doing, Jordan? Oh, I'm good, mate. That's good. We'll Welcome check out back. my background as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> no, I bet you that was easy. Beautiful, mate. It's beautiful. I bet you that was easy to code, that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good stuff. Yeah. Now, as long as it doesn't fall down. Yes, now, now if you're not on the video, George just has a black sheet. I've got a up. couple of people standing behind the curtains. Yeah, so just holding it up. He's got, he's got, he's got some lackeys there. <laughs> doing the, doing the good. They're thing. running the cables behind me. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Now, they don't uh, look that good. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so Jace, let's get back to your, your watch, and uh, Jordan might have a couple of questions. I don't know about it, but yeah, so that's good. Yeah, congratulations. That's really good. Yeah, I've got uh, three published in their app gallery now. That one's called Big Weather. There's also Big Time. And uh, a little game called Matchup where you've got, it's a memory card game, if you remember those that used to have on computers where it lays out a bunch of cards upside down. You flip over one card, then you flip over another one. If they match, they stay faced up. If they don't, they turn back over yeah. and then you have to flip on another two and try and get all of them to turn over to complete the game. So now it looks like you've got a picture. The background there is a picture of the ocean and a cliff. Now, you, yeah, you're not gonna... so that, that background changes depending on what the weather forecast is in oh, your cool. area for the day. Now, you're not going to so, get in trouble about yes. off pictures, are you? You got those all sorted, copyright wise? No, it's all public domain photos. I got Very from good. a place called Pixabay. And um, yeah, that? so, sorry, Pixabay. Pixabay, I've heard yeah, of that. Yeah, they've got uh, public domain pictures and photos and things and uh, clip art and stuff. 
And so, yeah, that's for, uh, it's going to be a sunny day. It'll show that picture. If it's raining, there'll be raindrops on the screen. So it looks as though they're fallen onto, <laughs> onto your watch. Oh, that's cool. Um, that's awesome. If, yeah. if it's snowing, there's a picture of a snowman out on a field where there's snow everywhere and stuff like that. And if it's foggy day, then there's a road that goes off into the distance and fades away as the fog gets too much for it. So and then... Um, I was just going to say, so with the with that app store, do, do you have to buy? Do you have to download it through the app store, or do you go to your page to download that, or how do they con- do they have any quality control over these? The uh, Fitbit, the Fitbit app itself has the gallery in it. So when you click on your uh, Fitbit Ionic icon in the app, it'll go to a page that says um, select a clock face or select an app. There's two sections. So the game that I did is under apps and the clock faces are under clock face. And those are all reviewed by Fitbit staff to make sure that there's good quality control. It doesn't crash, doesn't reset the device, doesn't have somebody with a finger sticking up like that or something (laughs) weird or say you guys suck or something like that. So they've got quality control, whereas when it was Pebble, they just let you post anything. Mm. So you could put, you know, like... Melbourne Storm on there and steal their IP and then get paid for it or something. This one, you can't use anybody else's trademarks or IP or copyright stuff. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so there's Big Time, which has got uh, big letters, uh, big numbers for the time, and it's got little icons similar to this one that's got around the edges. This has got it at the bottom, and then it has a little icon in the centre that's got a picture of a, a sun or clouds or rain coming out of a cloud and stuff like that. Yeah, okay. And uh, so is there options there or, or future or availability there to make a pro version, uh, you know, get some coin out of these things? Well, that one has got a three-day trial, and after three days it'll expire and then say, please go to the Kaisal Pay website and pay 99 cents. Sweet. Because uh, I needed something because the uh, weather uh, API, after a 1,000 hits a day, will start charging me money. Oh, right. And, uh, I found out yesterday they launched the uh, app gallery and then uh, people were coming to me and they're like, the weather's not working anymore. What's going on? So I logged onto my free account and it was like, oh, I've already used up 1,000 hits. I guess that was a really popular yeah. clock face. <laughs> so I had to give them my credit card so that they could start charging me because there were so many people had been downloading yeah. it. And the um, payment gateway that I use, Kaisal Pay, the guys said, we got... We had a limit on 50 connections a day for each um, clock face and yours seems to have blitzed that so our server had been blocking people from being able to get to the payment gateway and kept on coming up with an error on their watch so they had to increase it by several hundred and then like holy crap look at all the requests coming in for jason's clock (laughs) face cool yeah good work good stuff i've also got a uh, sorry another like is it a long process it's, it's a lot of fun. I really enjoy doing development work. My main job, I do uh, Perl programming and stuff like that. So this is just a fun thing to do on the side. Uh, I don't expect to make a ton of money out of it. If I can cover the amount of money it costs me to run the weather API, I'll be happy. Mm, but yeah. uh, there's also another clock face I didn't mention called Elegance, which is currently in review, and it's an analog clock face, but it's got a black background and all of the... Um, the hands and the icons are all in gold color, so it looks like it's, you know, really nice uh, gold. 
and um, it's got the weather and the number of steps and all of that in there and has the hands that's been around like a normal analog clock face. So I'm just trying to look, I'll just, I'm, I'm just trying to search for these things. So where do I search? Where do I go for it? Do a search for um, Fitbit Ionic App Gallery. App Gallery. Yep. Oh, hang on, let's go all. Is that time consuming though? Uh, it can take a while, yeah, because there's a lot of programming when you're doing it, as I've programmed for other devices like Palm OS back in the day and a bit of um, iPhone and Android. You get a little emulator or simulator that yeah. you can test on your actual computer, whereas yeah. this one doesn't have that. So you make any minor change, you have to send it through the Wi-Fi to your watch, to hope that it, it doesn't crash on the watch, and then um, if everything's good, it looks okay. If not, you might get errors come up in the um, studio application, which is online, and then you have to make your changes and then send it to the watch again. And then, did that work? Okay, no, the, 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 the time needs to go four pixels to the left. Okay, four pixels to the left. Does that, no, it needs to go one more to the right, one it's more like to building, the right. <laughs> so it's like building websites. We did a trial and error with that one, but... So long as you don't have anything major buggy that's going to crash it, it's all right. Mm. It's not like you can, you know, you can bring up, um, what do they call it, the the Google thing? What do they call it? Google. You know when oh, you the, bring it up? Yeah, the assistant. What's, what's the the word for it? You, um, okay, Google. No, the Google thing in your Google browser and you click the button and it brings it up in the pay, in your website in your browser and you can adjust all the pixels and change the website around before you then oh, change okay. it. Yep, yep. Uh, go fire back bug. developer mode. The fire bug? Is that yeah, the whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think you inspect can. element. Whatever it is. Yeah, I think Jay, inspect I think element. Yeah, I think you can get a uh, inspect element and also the fire bug, which was I think maybe like an original extension to do pretty much the same thing. But yeah, we use we use Grease well. Monkey. We use Grease Monkey at work, but no, you can't do any of those with the watch because it's all uh, handled with the way that the watch interprets what you're typing in. So it'd be nice if you could just bring it up on the watch. Yeah, so many people yeah. like wow, well, uh, and then go back to the computer and fix it. Yeah, I ordered an Ionic. It's coming in two weeks, but I want to start programming now. What can I do? We're like, well, you can program it, but there's no way to test if it works. <laughs> nah. Well, yeah, the the Fitbit guys have been really good. They they've been they were helping me with this, and then they they sent me the email said, oh, we like your elegance clock face a big weather we'd like to promote those and put them first in the store and stuff like this that's awesome. like, wow yeah. that's an that's a really good honor yes please yeah that's <laughs> so, good yeah, it's a pat on the back for sure isn't it yeah yeah well Make you know you feel good about your work you know yeah it does you could lead that in and kick off some other apps for the for the little watch that's cool oh yeah i've got so many ideas yeah. Mm, good, good stuff. Or oh, stay, stay tuned. All right, let's uh, get into some stories. And uh, the first one that I can find is uh, remember, I think it was it last year or earlier this year, uh, Apple, or the EU decided that you know Apple had to pay Ireland, you know, twenty billion in uh, unpaid taxes, and Ireland didn't want all this to happen. They go, we're happy with you didn't Apple. Do it right, Glenn. Twenty billion dollars. Oh, sorry, but is it is it is it million and then two for billion, something like that? No, just the one all just, the time. Just the one. I actually showed showed my daughter Austin Powers the other night, and I was like, nearly every um, Aussie tech heads I got to do. <laughs> <laughs> <That's great. laughs> 
<laughs> like, well, now I know what that's all about. We're talking big numbers on this show. Don't you worry. <laughs> that's why we're doing these ones every week. Now, uh, yeah, so anyway, $20 billion they got to pay back. Dublin or Ireland didn't want this to happen because they were happy with Apple just, you know, uh, paying what they do. And, you know, Apple lives in Ireland or the transactional side of Apple. So everyone was everyone was happy. But the EU wasn't. And uh, they obviously must get a cut out of it or something. So anyway, they've said, Apple, you've got to pay us, well, pay Ireland $20 billion. Somehow that's probably going to end up in the EU. So more than a year after the EU order, Ireland's slow pace in recovering the money has landed it in court. Ireland is now seeking an investment manager and a custodian to operate the account and expects to appoint both next month. Uh, we expect the money will begin to be transmitted into the account from Apple across the first quarter of next year. And both Dublin and Apple have challenged the EU order. So uh, it's not very, or every day that you know you see government saying we don't want a company to pay us any more money. Like that's a bit weird, but anyway, that's what's going on. I did have did I have a picture? No, I didn't have a picture for that one. So um, yeah. Any thoughts on that? It was pretty straightforward. Any thoughts? No, any comments? They don't. They won't. They want uh, companies to pay a lot of money or tax, except for. You know, you see that um, new bill that the US was trying to rush through recently and they had a lot of the changes were handwritten and scribbled oh. down in the margin. No. And it turns out that uh, one of the things that they pushed through was going to end up with an extra $300 billion tax increase for big business that they didn't actually mean to put oh, in the bill. So they're like, no! <laughs> oh, no way. Yeah, well, that's right. You've got to read the squiggles, haven't you? <laughs> that's, that's, these things just obviously get rushed through just too fast, don't they? Like, like well, They're trying to do it. So they, they had a 495-page document that people were given two hours before they had to vote on it. Yeah. They're like, I can't even read the handwriting that you've scribbled in the margin, hmm. and we're supposed to vote on this in two hours. Even without that, if it was nicely typed up, I still couldn't read it and understand it fully in two hours, and it's going to affect the, the tax of all the companies and every American from now on if you push this through. And they're like, yeah, yeah, don't worry. Just We know what we're talking about. Hmm. We, we're for everybody it's going to be great but it's like you're gonna love it it's brilliant you're gonna love it i've talked to a lot of people they said they love it they know what i'm talking about it's great yeah as long as they know what they're talking about that's all that matters yeah we put a lot of trust in these guys don't we now, sure. now look i think this uh this next one i think uh, most of us probably got this story so this is probably a good one to have a chat about uh hmm. amazon has anyone have any of you guys bought anything yet from amazon australia Near or what do we have? You ever have the you heard of that? The prices reports. aren't all that enticing. There's so many articles about how the pricing is either exactly the same as what you get from like Harvey Norman, mm. Kogan, and stuff, or it's actually a hundred to three hundred dollars more. Mm. And most what they're pointing out also is most of the stuff that's advertised is not actually from Amazon. It's from third party marketplace people. Mm. Have you have you had a look at it, Jordan? No, but I have heard people say that some things are more expensive than Harvey Norman and things like that, but that must mm. be just people repeating what they've heard on the news, I suppose. Well, yeah, so I thought I didn't sort but of... But Amazon's one of the biggest in the world, isn't it? It's supposed to be fantastic. I've never even bought from the US one, so... No, well, I don't I think you really... Yeah, okay. Uh, well, you know, I thought well, the day after it opened, I thought, oh, you know, I'll go and have a look, see what's going on. So I went in... Here we I, go. I had a look. <laughs> I had a look in there. I typed in, first thing I typed in, uh, Sonos speaker, come up 700, and I went, yep. I, did, I can buy that 50 bucks cheaper, JB iFi. 
So yep. I went, great. The first search I did was 50 bucks more expensive. I'll just turn it off. I said, I'm over it already. I'm yeah, over yeah. it. There's so yeah. much hype about it, isn't there? And it's yeah. just not. But, you know, it's new, isn't it? So. Yeah. But I, I guess it's. It'll change. But it, it's new, but it's new to Australia. It's not new to the world. You know what I mean? So you think they'd have. Yeah, any, I don't think they'd have to find tune a little bit per country, wouldn't they? I don't think they've rolled out their distribution centre fully in Australia. That's why they're relying on the third party. Uh, marketing guys yeah. who, who mm. are selling through the Amazon marketplace to ship things because they've already got their own ways of getting things out to people. And then once um, Amazon's really ready to launch 100% their own stuff, then we'll see that. So mm. 20 product categories, including books, video games, consumer electronics, sports, outdoors, sports and outdoors, tools, toys, home improvement, beauty, clothing, accessories, shoes, and Amazon's Kindle, e-readers, and Fire TV sticks. Uh, the stores are already a large range of IT and electronics on sale from some of the largest vendors in the channel, including Acer, Asus, HP, Huawei, Intel, and Microsoft. So they'll also offer free delivery to customers that purchase its own Amazon will offer free delivery to customers that purchase its own devices on orders above $49. I don't really understand that. I think if you buy a few Fire Sticks or Fire TV things and oh, Kindles, okay. and that's what, then yeah, you get okay. free delivery. So it's only on there. Amazon, Amazon's making it themselves. They don't need to make a huge profit mm. on it. They make all the money for those through selling the books and games and stuff on them so they can afford to sell them at a loss, whereas somebody like Apple and that will need to make the money on the hardware as well. So Amazon Australia orders will be fulfilled out of the the centre in Dandenong South in Victoria. Amazon yeah, it's about 20 minutes from me. Oh, you're Mex- right. Mexico. Can I, can I save Mexico. on postage if I pick it up? You might be able to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, why not? Uh, so Amazon said it already has more than 1,000 employees in Australia across its offices in well, Sydney, Melbourne, Perth, Australia, and Canberra. It's creating work. Yeah, that's right. That's that's the upside of it all, isn't it? Uh, but like, what with about? The, um, I think it's next day delivery, isn't it? Uh, on some items, they say. Yeah, it can be. Depends where you are. Next day, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, there's another. I've been hearing advertised on the radio or on the TV. This shipster from Australia Post. Now that's. Uh, I'm not sure if Amazon's included in that actually. Uh, but this shipster, I think we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago. And it's all about like for six ninety five a month that you pay Australia Post, you get free shipping on on items that you buy from uh, you know a good handful of stores like Kogan and Myers or DJs. You know, so yep. if you buy a lot of stuff online, well, yeah, the seven dollars a month and then the Go rest free, yeah, it'd be good, wouldn't it? Now, mm. did someone else here have uh, Amazon story or have we covered yeah. it with that? How yeah. did you know? Oh, you looked at the show You notes. must be psychic, man. <laughs> there must be all those beeps you heard when you were introing the show. That's, Bing! That's Bing! right, yes. Bing! Someone was sending you messages. <laughs> I did have a quick one. Yeah. Uh, Google will drop YouTube from the Amazon Fire TV Echo. Sorry, Fire TV oh. and Echo. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, show, the Echo show on January 1st. The Echo show is the camera device, device that sits but, in your bedroom and can film what clothes you're wearing and sends it to a fashion expert who'll say, you try two different outfits and will say, yeah, use this one for this particular thing or whatever. Very very popular yeah, right. with Airbnb. Right, yeah. okay. Mm. I don't know a lot about the um, the Amazon Fire TV and those 
things, but I just thought it was interesting that they would pull YouTube from a device like that, considering, you know, people who have these media media devices want YouTube on their televisions, don't they? Pretty ah, much. so who's going to be bringing out a competitor to the Amazon show and the Fire TV, even bigger stuff? Yeah, so I'm just trying to look at that there. And so, you so, asking me for an answer? <laughs> no, it was supposed to be rhetorical. I thought so. Yeah. So the Google-owned uh, video services cutting access to Amazon devices on the 1st of January. The Google spokeswoman said on Tuesday, YouTube is also cutting access uh, Tuesday for a second time to Amazon's Echo Show device. So why is that? Is that to try to squeeze them out? No, the move signals that an ongoing battle between the world's biggest search engine and the world's largest online retailer may get messier in 2018. So they're obviously fighting over something and playing hardball. But do you think that it's it's probably because so if if because YouTube's obviously the the most popular watch video platform on the planet. So if they pull yeah if they pull that app or that functionality from the Fire uh, and this Echo Show business. Well, then that might Sales be... Sales for the Chromecast will go up and they'll have some yeah, other device even right. better than the Chromecast coming soon. It's Absolutely. It's going to plug into your TV. It'll have the full YouTube, plus it'll do the... Oh, their phone that they were stuff releasing. Yeah. yeah, so... The phone they were talking about, yeah. Yeah, so it's all, it's all happening. They love wars, don't they, these these big companies? They and certainly do. Amazon... I remember well, I a couple of years YouTube. ago for... I would uh, never have found Aussie tech heads if I didn't have YouTube. Yeah, Windows phone, Windows phone didn't have YouTube for ages, so the guys um, reverse from Microsoft reverse engineered how YouTube works on other platforms and then released it, and then Google blocked Microsoft devices from their store because they said that's not how we want it programmed. And so they said, well, Google, can you program it? They said no. Right, nice. But yeah, there's always these wars going on, isn't there? Samsung, Apple now, this yeah. one, so it's all... It's all that's ha- going to be great. It is going to be great for the other devices, isn't it? Like they say, you know, for even for Apple, for any of them who've got YouTube, all those other little TV devices. Mm. Yeah. Look, I, I really like my Chromecast. I think well, I haven't got the latest Apple TV. I've got the Apple TV three. I think is that is that right? The late the last of the. Pup, I don't have any little pups, <laughs> and like, we're like I've got the. I'm considering taking them out because I've got Chromecast in the TVs, and the Chromecast works so much better. And it's just it, casting, isn't it? The Chromecast. I've never used mm. one of them either. Yeah, well, the Chrome... it's just casting. I think I had a computer under my tally with with oh, Windows yeah. Media Center for years yeah. before I actually discovered the Raspberry Pi three. And yeah, it's great for me, but I've never used a cast. It is just casting, isn't it? Yeah. So, like, what it's for is say, like, so I, you've I got can... to have your mobile phone or something to. Yeah, I can get yeah. something on my mobile phone. Say, I'm just sitting there. Or your laptop. Yeah, I'm just sitting there of a night time. It's where I, you know, I watched. Uh, I was on Facebook a month ago, uh, and all of a sudden I see, you know, the Paul Gallon fight that was streamed live to Facebook. And so I went, cool. So I flicked it on the phone and then just casted it to the TV, and there you go. And yeah. the, the thing that I liked about the Chromecast over the Apple TV, and this is, I think this is a really big deal for me anyway, is that, see, when you're going through the Apple TV, and I might be wrong with the latest version of the Apple TV, but I don't think I am, but the... the uh, when you go through the Apple TV, it's streaming through your phone and it's always, it remains yeah. through your phone. So then if your phone goes flat, well, you lose what you're watching. But when you Chromecast it... Yeah, that's because it's mirroring 
what's on your Apple device. It's not actually casting, casting. which you're about to explain. Sorry, but yeah, yeah it's, it's just, not actually. There is what's on the video. current screen mm. out there. If you change the screen, then it changes what's on the TV. Yeah, so when you doesn't on- actually send the video over the casting, it just tells no. the the receiver to go and bring up the yeah. URL. That's right, yeah, so that the Chromecast will sort of take over and, and it'll just hook into the Wi-Fi, it knows where you are, what you want to do, and it just hooks onto the URL and does it itself. Yeah, My brother's got one of Squares Byte, he uses it with Plex and he uses it with YouTube and he uses it with everything, he loves it, Squares mm, yep. Byte. Mm, yeah, it's good. Well, I've got the little, uh, probably like the same little setup as you got at the moment, I've got the little Raspberry Pi with Cody on Oh, I love that thing, that thing's mm. amazing. Yeah, I got two. I got two. One for TV out in the lounge room. One for the one in the in the bedroom. I just like anything that's customizable. I think that's why I'm stuck on Android over Apple. I just like the custom the customizing, yeah. being able to customize. Look, you can do that with Cody and and those Raspberry Pis. Customize them up and make yeah, them look I like the thing. I like the customizing as well. Uh, but I've got an Apple phone because oh, look, my first my first dip into the 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 smartphones years ago was the Samsung Galaxy. Two, I think it was. It oh, just, really? And it just didn't work. I could, but I no. was in the middle of Brisbane. I couldn't get no server. I, it just destroyed my, <laughs> destroyed me from <laughs> Samsung. And I thought, and then yeah. I went to Apple. And I thought, you know what? I don't care. I don't want to customize my damn phone. I just want it to work. You just want it to work. <laughs> That's yeah. right. So, um, simplicity. So, get it to work. It always yeah. turns on when you want it. That's right. And I'm yeah. still, I'm still there. I've still got success. Don't know what I'm going to do for the next phone, but hopefully this thing will. But you know, I haven't, I haven't had an Apple since probably, since iPhone three. So I probably am just as bad. I probably should, you know, if I tried it out, probably find things have changed too. So uh, with the Apple, not much. <laughs> not much has changed. Yeah, I had the um, 6S and had all these people go, "Oh, you're an Apple fanboy drinking the Kool Aid." I'm like, no, I had. Several HTCs, which all crashed lots and stopped even turning on. I had a LG G3, which went into a reboot loop, and I found out much later after I got the 6S that it's because LG sends out crap batteries, and after a while the battery doesn't charge enough, even when it says it's on full charge, to keep the phone working. So it just keeps reboot, reboot, reboot. Hmm. I said, I got the 6S, it just works, and I was happy with that. Yeah, yeah. See, my wife uses Apple. And she won't even consider even trying the grass on the other side of the fence at all. Yeah. She won't even look at it, you know. So, I think with, um, with my, I don't phone. know. I, I would love to see someone do a survey on that one day. See how many Apple users have actually had another device other than Apple. The ones that really say that how great Apple is, well, whether they've it? actually had. And the same vice versa. I'd like to see how many Android users have actually even used Apple, even though they bat for it. Yeah, heavily. I think there was a couple of years ago. I, I don't think it was Steve Jobs. I think it must have been Tim Cook. I'm not sure what iPhone version it was, but up in his, he's uh, you know on the stage for one of the releases. He brought up some stats and he just compared the activations for iOS against the activations for Android and how iOS was you know activated so many millions of more times. Cleaning up. Yeah, I don't know if that'd still be the case because Android is simply everywhere. I was at a mate's place the other day. He's got he bought one of these little Cody things from Cody Boxes on eBay. You know the ones that they're trying to yeah. put the people in jail for, and and it was yeah, yeah it's just running on Android. And uh, you know it's just everywhere. Android is just everywhere. It is everywhere. They say worldwide that Android is actually probably more than Apple. Mm. But I hear but that in um, here in Australia it'd be a pretty close match, I'd reckon. I hear that the Apple Store in China's doing pretty good. I think it's it's already pushed about seventeen billion of apps through dollars worth of apps through. 
So yeah, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Apple must be going doing something all right over there. It's cool being on Apple. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, I feel it I, <laughs> every day. Every time I pull it out of my pocket, I just feel it. Nerd, <laughs> like man, have you got an iPhone ten? That is awesome. Yeah, oh, sorry, iPhone. Like yeah. you're the coolest. <laughs> yes. You're not allowed to call. Are you there to call it a ten? But though, I did see a news report that they are the most breakable. So the, yes, uh, my my sister has a, a music shop. I think on the side they do phone repairs. And I said to her, "You wait till the iPhone ten comes out. You're going to be busy." Yeah, <laughs> a music shop that does phone repairs on the side. They're a music shop, but they do. They've got like a little gadget guy that works in the side of the shop doing phones. Right down in Merriara. It's a long way out. And does that complement each each other? Do you think so? You come I in, think it, I don't know. <laughs> come into it's very your... hard for it's very hard for retail. I think either way. So yeah. if they can find angles to yeah. make money in other ways, well, you know, good on them. But... So you go and get your phone screen repaired, and at the same time, you buy a drum kit. Yeah, get you, exactly. Get you, <laughs> win win. Guitar restrung or something. They could teach they you even... how to use Garage Band. Yeah, oh, yeah exactly. <laughs> there you go. They even had they even had poke, uh what do you call it? Not pokey machines, <laughs> pool machines, pool tables, and penny machines out the back at one point, and all the, uh, the, the kids would come in and they you know ch- check out a few instruments or they'd sit there and play pool, you know, oh. and get their phone fixed while they're at it. You know? I thought I was going to ask a silly question. I misheard. I thought you said a pool machine. I'm thinking pool the, table. The, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I did say a pool machine. Oh, I meant mixing yeah. pool. Pool tables and, and penny machines and pokey machines somehow together. I don't know how Yeah, pokies and pools. I don't know what's going on down there in <laughs> South Dan and all. We should but, get them to stock some of those icons where they was from last week. <laughs> well, speaking of, oh, well, listen, I think Jace has got something. To, we'll finish off with this Amazon thing as well yep. if we if we ever can. Um, but Jace, yep. something, something, what are they? they got something on hold, something in the deep freeze or something. What's going on there? Yeah, the day local retailers have been long dreading is finally upon us. But the launch of Amazon's full-scale retail assault on Australia is only one piece of the puzzle. Aussies can't sign up for the Amazon Prime Customer VIP program until next year, meaning for now deliveries still take days rather than hours. The online retail behemoth still remains tight-lipped as to when exactly its famed service will arrive in Australia and what it will deliver. Australians are clearly keen to get on board with 43% of people intending to shop on Amazon in the near future, according to market research group Honeycomb Strategy. Almost half of Australians under the age of 40 already prefer to shop at Amazon rather than local retailers, and that's before you add Amazon Prime into the bargain. Hmm. In America, a US $99 Amazon Prime annual subscription offers free two-day shipping on millions of eligible products, helping secure customer custom loyalty in the cutthroat market. In some cities, Amazon Prime Now even offers two-hour express delivery on thousands of items. To further sweeten the deal for US Prime subscribers, Amazon throws in free access to its Prime Music, Prime Video, and Twitch Prime subscription services, along with some free books and magazines. In Australia, Amazon Prime is confirmed for mid-2018, but all that Amazon will reveal at this point is that it will offer exclusive delivery benefits. An Australian Prime subscription will definitely include Prime Video and Twitch Prime with Amazon Music, a likely addition if it is launched in Australia alongside the Echo Smart Speakers early next year. So, isn't Disney releasing one next year too? Smart Speaker? No, um, the online. Oh, online shop? No, um, videos and movies and like like a Netflix thing. Amazon does that too, you said, didn't you? I don't know. Yeah, they do. Yeah, well, Amazon's into everything, aren't they? So yeah, yeah and I, Disney's going to bring out their own too. 
I think Fox and is... BBC. Yeah, well, Fox is selling something off to Disney. I heard. Uh, I'm not sure what that is. I was just something that I heard. But uh, yeah, so the Amazon. Yeah, it looks like I've got like high it. hopes for Amazon. I hope it. I hope it works. Yeah, Fox was selling the, for the retailer, the, um, but I hope it works for online. The X Men franchise and stuff like that that are not owned yet by Disney. Fox is going to sell them so that they oh, own all of them. Yeah, um, okay, right, right. But yeah, look, uh, yeah, so that's good. Like the Prime, look, what can't you get? Oh, that you know, what? How many devices do you have to have before you can get everything you want? And um, just get a buy all the things and everything. Yeah, and then um, in a year's time, update them all again. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Now the A triples. Oh, what Jordan? Have you got a? Uh, you give us another one of yours, please. If you got one there. Yeah. All right. Um, what did I have? Well, I'll, I'll tell I've you got about this Microsoft. Uh, this Microsoft yeah, laptop. Um, fucking, it's just loading here in front of me. Well, that's all right. well I'll tell you about the A triple C awards six and a half million dollar contract for broadband speeds monitoring program. So, um, Ooh. yeah. So as if we uh, the Australian the A Triple C will be recording broadband speeds across Australia, uh, some four thousand homes over the next four years. So it's going to cost six and a half million. Yeah. Is that the only thing they're going to record? Well, who knows? Mm. Who knows what's going on? I suppose. Well, how do you record speed? You have to somehow intercept what's going through the pipe, don't you, to see how fast it's going down? Uh, the regulator awarded a UK-based company sam knows a six and a half million dollar deal to deliver its measuring broadband australia program following an open tender now look, i've got a little picture of something that's unrelated now more than eight thousand households have signed up in the program i don't know why that contradicted itself and about two thousand households will receive testing devices during the first year with the results of the speed tests reported publicly in 2018 so, I don't know, there's a bit of contradiction in that story. It says they're going to be reported publicly next year. Then at the start, it said it's going to happen over the next four years. So maybe they're just going to start releasing the, the, the stats. I don't know. But uh, but moving it's moving on to there, I think, did someone have a HFC story? Was that uh, Jace? I, I kind of, in kind of in a little bit to relation to what you were talking about, um, I was watching... Question time. Actually, I haven't watched it for a while. I was watching it last night, and I saw Malcolm Turnbull make a comment that that obviously Labor were picking on him for his comment, trying to twist the words around as much as they could. Mm. And he said something about how he promised that everybody in Australia would have twenty five, up to twenty five megabits a second by the end by two thousand seventeen or eighteen or something. I can't remember. Don't take my exact. Yeah, it was something like that. Right. We should have had it by yeah, now. Like that. Yeah. And then he turned around and he said, even if you're on ADSL. You know, we, you were going to get 25 megabits a second. I thought, that can't nah. be right. Well, that's theoretically impossible, even. So how can he guarantee – we, we didn't say that everybody was going to have MBN by then. We just said that everybody would be on 25 – up to 25 megabits by then, 23 mm. or whatever. Well, 24, I think, is and the – And then, then he went ahead to label, you know, the, the different – the different types of connections with MBN and blah blah blah, and he said, and ADSL was one of them. And I thought, <laughs> he's got no How idea. Can you say that AD, he's got no idea. You can't say that ADSL is twenty five megabits a second. No, no. Well, he's probably thinking you're lucky to get one. <laughs> yeah, well, one up anyway. But he's probably on the tra- on the thought pr- train of uh, that it's um, 
but it's the it's the ADSL technology, which is the copper wire. So it's fibre to the node, and then it goes off on copper. So maybe that's. Well, what I think he's... they were they were just trying to say that he was wrong because he promised everybody they would have NBN by the by by two thousand end of two thousand seventeen. Mm. Mm. Well, I know and he said no. We just promised the speed, not the connection. Mm. Well, I think you can in some areas and with some telcos. I think. Uh, you can, like, if you get fibre to the node, then I think you can still pay it a bit extra, like quite a bit, and they'll, they will run fibre from the node to your yeah, premise. Yeah, we talked about that, I think, the mm. other week, and I think Jason said something about it spreading out too much off the one node or something, too many connections off one node if we did that yep. or something. Yeah, so, well, yeah, and well, yeah, that's right, that's right. So you've got to check it out before you do it because you don't want to spend a nice little 10 grand and... Uh, Just yeah. to get an extension from the node when everyone else has done it. Yeah, well, that's right. Um, did someone? Did you have mm. a HFC, Jace, or my? Yeah, yeah. What was that one about? NBN Co's announcement last week that it would cease selling services on its hybrid fibre coaxial network HFC has revealed one of the biggest errors in judgment the company has made under a Turnbull Abbott-led government. The government-owned NBN Co claimed interference, which was leading to dropouts and unacceptable band, broadband service on a minority of users' services. Or the decision, which will result in an average delay between six to nine months for millions of households looking to sign up. Yeah. But NBN Co. first discovered that interference might become a problem down the track in mid-2016 when the first HFC asset transfers occurred between Telstra and NBN Co. At the time, NBN management made the risky judgment call that it would not be a huge issue. While it suspected that interference would cause some headaches in the rollout, NBN management didn't fully realise the extent to which HFC, Telstra's HFC network was in need of repair, or in the words of NBN Co. Engineers and Management, optimization. <laughs> Regardless, NBN ploughed through activating premises and dealing with issues later until they became too large to ignore. NBN had originally envisioned doing network repairs once the network was in full operation and had been released for sale to service providers. To this point, the optimization work had been part of its post-activation servicing rather than part of the construction schedule. Of course, this isn't what ended up happening, and now optimization work, or repair, is of having to be conducted in many areas before HFC services are released for sale. While MBN data showed that only 1% of end users were reporting faults via their service provider, Alarm bells began to ring after an internal NBN co-commissioned customer satisfaction survey found up to 15% of users were scoring their HFC service close to 0 out of 10, yeah. meaning they were having the absolute worst time on HFC, but their provider wasn't necessarily reporting it as a fault to NBN Co. Yeah, that's great, isn't it? Because But you had to look forward to, Glenn. I know, I was all excited. I got my letter saying it was coming on the 28th of January, and... Now, look at it. <laughs> it's not coming at all. But, Better late than never. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, I'll wait. I'm not going to, I don't want to sign up if it's going to be pus. So I'll yeah. wait for it. It's like waiting for that, that, that package you ordered from China, isn't it? Exactly. It He's already got the package. It's in his drawer over there. He just doesn't open them. It's a meme <laughs> for this show. Glenn buys all these things and leaves them in the package and chucks it in the drawer and then brings waiting, it out six waiting. months later. <laughs> Well, yeah, you know, you a few of those. I'm a bit like that too. I must admit. Well, you think, oh, you, at the at the time, you go, oh, I'll have one of those, and then, you know, by the time it comes, you, well, you moved on to something else. <laughs> yeah, the little projects that go. I go through all that every week. I've got little projects on the run of buying something. Yeah. Some 
I'll tell adapters you what, or something. I'll tell you what I did buy off eBay the other day. It was only $6.50. And because I got all I got all excited about it. Remember the other week we were talking about those arcade games? On the oh, arcade. I thought you were going to say that icon that we were talking about. <laughs> For six dollars, more than six fifty. Yeah, if yeah. you got a six fifty one, you might want to send it back. The non-disposable ninety-nine dollar. What was it called? Icon. The icon. Yeah. Well, so. you, well, we hope it's non-disposable for that price. Well. But you've well, you got to give it a damn good wash, that's for sure, if it's <laughs> not disposable. Mind but, you, this is the next episode barred from YouTube. Yeah. Oh, don't, I've got another story about that too. Don't get me started. <laughs> there was a – uh, was I on about first – hang on, tell me first story, but I forgot you know, now. What, what you buy for $6.50? Oh, that's right, yeah. I was inspired by the arcade the arcade games on the, on archive.org. So I started playing uh, – I think I downloaded or streamed play Donkey Kong – uh, the keys were yep. really skewed. No, it was Moon Patrol. That's right. The keys were like a jump was alt and fire was something else. And they were all spread so out. So you went and bought the little square controller. I nearly bought one as yes. well. Is that what you did? The little USB, the little... like Sega-like controller. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, $6.50. They're on eBay. I nearly bought one myself. Hmm. I ended up using the 360 remote because I already had one for the kids. But I nearly right. bought one of those just to be more, you know, sentimental. Yes, yeah. Well, well, I actually started. I went off to look for a, like an Atari type joystick because that's what I really wanted. But yeah, um, they've got those too on eBay. There's tons of them. Yeah, they were about sixty to eighty dollars. And um, really, I, yeah. So I saw the six dollar one, the little game pad thing. And I went, well, that's me. That'll do. Yep. And, uh, you know, I played Ladybug and everything. It was great. Now, I think, <laughs> <laughs> you know, all those old games. And because when you start playing Ladybug, you know how you, I don't know if you ever know that game, but there's a, there's a sequence of things that you did. And you if you had the, got the sequence, which you could if you were good enough each game, you got a free game. And that was, you know, that was gold back then. You know, you saved 20 cents. But these days, Ooh. like when you play it on archive.org, you go, nah, not going for the free game. <laughs> Let's go for points. <laughs> Isn't that great to have that online? That's good, archive. Mm. Yeah, it's it awesome. Yeah, it's, it's good. Uh, so you use the controller with the browser? Well, I want to. I don't know if I don't know. I've got the controller yet. Hopefully, it'll come tomorrow. That'll be interesting to see soon. if you can do that. Well, it's USB, so Should I don't be. know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. We'll give it a shot. I'll let you know. And if, yeah, it, no. if it doesn't work, I've only lost six dollars fifty. Uh, now all there, that time I spent putting it together on the Raspberry Pi, I could have just sent the kids to the. Yeah, archive.org. Well, I guess if it doesn't work, if it if I can't get it working on the browser, well, yeah, I'll, I'll do it on a Raspberry Pi. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be good. Retro I, Pi, I think. Well, you know what you could also do? Just how can these episodes are talking to old fart geeks every week, aren't they? I was going to say. <laughs> I told you, you guys got to come on the show. <laughs> There's a place in <laughs> Brisbane, I think, probably a bit too far away for for, uh, for you guys, but I'm sure they're everywhere. And it's there, it's arcade machine reconditioning and all this sort of stuff. And yeah. every now and then, they'll have a, a a a bit of you know wooden hardware that they just don't want anymore, like a game, a stand up gamer uh, box or a tabletop box, like box only. And like yeah. you could go and get that box, put your little Raspberry Pi, Raspberry in Pi and, it. and a that's screen. what they do now. They sell them on yeah. eBay already, like that. There's people who like cabinet makers who make them, and right, right, yeah, and and, and sell them, and they got them in them. Because you can also buy the like the like original joystick and buttons. The original ones are worth a fortune. Those mm. those games machines. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. My brother just had one given to him. Yeah, they are worth a fortune. My mate paid about two or two and a half grand for an original old antique one. Yeah. And then. 
one that wasn't working that was there with it and he gave it to my brother and now he fixed it and we've been sitting in the garage late at night. It's one of those sit-down ones, yep. you know, with the glass screen on top. Yeah. You sit there playing Pac-Man and all these things with the years. It's awesome. Yeah, so my brother's got one as well. So he, he, you've got, or he, your brother's got the, the multi-game one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty good. It's good value. But, uh, but do you remember... I'll <laughs> just quickly because I've got these four stories to get through. But do you remember, like when these tabletops, when they really, like first came out, uh, that were Space Invaders was on it, but the screens were still black and white. But then what they yeah. did was they put alfoil over the cellophane. top. Cellophane, yeah, not alfoil. Yeah, alfoil. <laughs> <laughs> that's why the game was so hard. But yeah, it's all right. I'd call. I'd call I that. Couldn't I'd see call anyone I was shooting at. <laughs> I, I'd call that gels in my industry, so I'd be just as confused. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so I put the cellophane over, like three colours, a blue, cellophane. a yellow, and a red, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and it made it coloured game. <laughs> Should have just wrapped it over your glasses instead, you know? Yeah, yeah. So um, I, 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 used, I got the alpha and I gave it to Mark. So uh, yeah. he, he uses it as a hat. It's awesome, uh-huh. though, when you, when you come across an old machine like that and everyone's standing around in awe mm. of, of the old school technology, like, it's just yeah. grass. Yeah, that's good. Uh, all right, let's move on to who, who else has got? Oh, you had that Microsoft one. Did you find that one yet? I did. Right. Yeah, I did. I, I, you had it up a second ago, I think. Um, yes. What were you? I won't, I'll try and skip through a little bit so it doesn't take too long. Uh, Microsoft executive Terry, what's his name? Myerson said he said his Windows 10 PC running on a Qualcomm chip works for about a week on battery on one, on one battery charge. That's pretty good. So good. Maybe I've got to sort of expand this. It's a bit small for me to read. Myson sold. I said the the initial ARM-based Windows 10 machine should be fine for many office workers, students, parents, and travellers. Yeah. Well, um, that's what really got me in the first sentence of that story is that they're putting it on a, Qualm, a Qualcomm chip instead of the Intel, um, and they're getting a, a week out of it on one batch charge. Yeah, but I, I guess, like, what are they doing, though, in that week? Are they... Is it? What are they actually? Are they? Uh, it's just strange for them initially to step out from Intel. Streaming YouTube twenty four seven. No, no, no. I wouldn't. Um, general use. Yeah, just general. Well, I know. I just Microsoft has long been known as an Intel and AMD shop. Yeah. But on Tuesday, the company is talking, taking the rare step of unveiling a laptops, unveiling a laptop that's powered by another chip giant, Qualcomm. By selling Windows 10 PCs with Qualcomm, I can't even say it, processors, <laughs> which dominate the smartphone market, Microsoft is aiming to reach a mobile audience that's been much more inclined to buy Apple and Android devices. Hmm. At an Just event in Hawaii, Microsoft... Should... by Huawei. Sorry? Just be happy it's not being made by Huawei. Well, it's the even more is. difficult to say a lot. <laughs> really? I used to really like Huawei. 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 That's what, what I mean. It's hard to say. Huawei. Get <laughs> tongue twisted. You can't do it. Uh, yeah, so that's good. Oh, wow, yeah. Well, I, used to, I loved their watch initially. I nearly bought that one before I bought my Samsung one. Hmm. Right. Yes, so that's all right. So, um, yeah, so that these things are getting – it's good that they, they're they becoming, like, say, the iOS is becoming, say, smaller, more lightweight. So, you know, you'd be able to – you can now get Windows 10, I think, on, a, like, a USB stick, can't you? Plug into your TV yeah. and up comes Windows. But 10 Windows RT, the first Surface, the Windows RT was a flop, wasn't it? Well, and that up, was yeah. that yeah. was on an ARM-based chip. That's right. Yeah, because right. you couldn't install anything on it. No, no. no. So it'd be interesting to see how how the Qualcomm 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 <laughs> Qualcomm chip works. Huawei. <laughs> Huawei. 
<laughs> yeah, it will be. Yes, that's right. Uh, all right, uh, Jace, what else have you got? If you think you can text behind the wheel without being caught, Ooh. think again. New technology photographing drivers from above is soon to arrive. Queensland, Glenn. Oh. Police are considering camera technology capable of photographing drivers using their mobile phones behind the wheel to combat road crashes in the state. Assistant Commissioner Mike Kidding said he was aware of the world-first red-light-style camera, which has just been trialled in Victoria and would consider taking it to the state government if it proved effective. We'll monitor that trial and see how it looks in terms of effectiveness, and if we see some benefit in it, then we'll certainly take it to the government in the future. It comes as police have issued a desperate plea to Queenslanders to follow road rules as they prepare to launch their Christmas road safety campaign tomorrow. Commissioner Ian Stewart declared that all he wanted for Christmas was for motorists to exercise caution on the roads after 40 people died during last year's campaign and over 2,000 were injured. I'm making appeal to every person who uses our roads. I would like for you to give your emergency services, police, fireys, Ambrose a Christmas present. That Christmas present is that we don't have to go out and deal with the trauma of one more road fatality or one more road crash this year. Not only it the will Australian be government's new childcare package starts July. Member who has been affected by road trauma in the state. Yeah, so that's right. Things are getting heating up, getting towards Christmas, and you've got to slow down. You've got to just slow. I always down. wondered when they were going to be able to see the phone in the car while you're driving. You yeah. know, because by law, doesn't it have to be in a either in your glove box or or on a stand like mounted in the clip? Yeah. Well, I think they've even. I know they did. I don't know if it's still in in vogue, but up here in Queensland, you weren't like if, you, if a copper uh, drove past or whatever and saw you just with it in your hand, like you might. Yeah, even might, if it's not, they can get you. Even if it's not locked, like if it's not in a stand or not in the glove box, yeah. they can get you. That's so yeah. like even if it's just in your hand because you're, I don't know, you're holding it while you drive for some reason. Uh, yeah, it's no good. But like, it's funny because in America, there's no such rules about the mobile phones and everyone is just texting and driving it's oh, just it's terrible it is you go well because you know how hard it is because like everyone's it done it wonder, like, how, how, it makes you wonder how they're going to get a camera to see in the car it's amazing isn't it yes they can do it yeah oh, if they that, can do it why not yeah what else are they looking at what else can they see well they've probably got cameras in the car anyway haven't they yeah, yeah probably <laughs> probably <laughs> Apple's got their Apple Play car thing or whatever it is. Maybe there's something mounted in that. Samsung will have one and they'll have a camera in theirs. And yeah, yeah, old Samsung. Don't they say the TVs in our lounge rooms are listening to us? They used to. Yep. That's right. Well, they, yeah. Samsung once did. And the Google, so, the Google Homes or the, the, the little ones, the Google Me's or whatever they call them. Yeah, they were uh, broadcasting everything to Google, weren't they? Yeah, they had the button on top. Oh, there was only a select few, but still, it was still a thing. Yeah. Uh, look, I've got one here. The sad poo emoji is uh, is not what? going to come. <laughs> it's not coming to fruition. Not yet. So we all sad, know. The sad poo emoji, is that what you said? Yeah. That's well, the one, right. yes. The sad poo. Oh, so, <laughs> he's sad, isn't he? He's sad. So it was, look, I'll read, you, I'll read this as the story goes because there's a lot of... Uh, puns in it so the sad poo emoji gets flushed now the, the symbol was floated as one of the many to be introduced in 2018 but it angered typographers who said it was embarrassing to the group oh geez get a life the the unicode consortium pushes out a central list of emoji so that they show up properly on different devices it said 
changes to the pile of poo emoji had not been totally dumped. <laughs> while, while the Unicode Consortium curates the standard list of emoji, it is up to individual phone and app makers to design what they look like. I don't know, do we have different poos than Android? I don't know, I've never really compared. But anyway, after being considered... They always, they always are different from Apple and Android. It depends and, uh, on if emojis. I have a lot of fibre in my diet or not. Well, they, yeah. they changed the colour of the thumbs up, didn't they? You could choose... I thought they all looked a bit alien for a while, the ones yep. on Android. Well, apparently they reckon that might... If they let the sad poo through... That if they let the sad poo pass through, then you, you would. They they said it could start an avalanche of like happy poos and cranky poos and you know all the all the range of emotive poos. Uh, so it's also being considered as emojis for 2018 are people with red hair, curly hair, grey hair, what? and no red hair. hair? No hair. The the ranger emoji, and a ranger emoji. Ranger. We allowed to say that. Yeah, right, okay. Yeah, well, that's what they are, they're rangers. A, um, Most of the time I say that to a ranger, they really don't care. They, they, no what one cares. No, no. no, no one cares. If they care... I always well, call them my friends anyway. Ask Pauline. Yeah, she's a, she's a good ranger. She's a ranger from old, old way back. Now, and also, so also other, other emojis are a badger, a llama, a peacock, and a lobster, a mango, a cupcake, and a bagel, an abacus, a microbe, and DNA. So we look look forward to all these new emojis next year. Can't wait! I'm so excited. Now, <laughs> uh, what else have we got going there? Who 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 got a story? Chase, have you got another one? Well, then we'll get one off. Yeah. After that, Facebook is causing concern for parents launching a new version of its popular messenger app aimed directly at under 13s. Facebook is coming for your kids. The social media giant is launching a messaging app for children to chat with their parents and with friends approved by their parents. The free app is aimed at kids under 13 who can't yet have their own accounts under Facebook rules, though they often do. Messenger Kids comes with a slew of controls for parents. The service won't let children add their own friends or delete messages. Only parents can do that. Kids don't get a separate Facebook or Messenger account. Rather, it's an extension of a parent's account. Messenger awesome. Kids. Yeah, Messenger Kids came out on Monday in the US as an app for Apple devices, the iPhone, iPad and iPod Touch. Versions for Android and Amazon's tablets are coming later. While children do use messaging and social media apps designed for teenagers and adults, those services aren't built for them. A children's no. psychology expert advised Facebook on designing the service. The risk of exposure to things that they are not developmentally prepared for is huge. The Australian the Messenger Kids, meanwhile, is the result of seeing what kids like, which is images, emoji and the like. Face filters and playful masks can be distracting for adults, but for kids, they're learning how to form relationships and stay in touch with parents digitally. They're always, there are ways to express themselves. I reckon that is absolutely fantastic. That's going to give iMessage a run for its money, for starters. There's a lot of kids on iMessage yep. and it's not filtered or protected and the fact that the parents can actually specify that as an extension they're, they're almost approving it for their kid mm, aren't yeah. they? And you can pick who they're allowed to some, talk to which is yeah, great because you, you can't just get, get some sleep. random perv getting on there and, <laughs> and pretending to be a kid it's actually the parent stating that this is my kid yep. mm. I reckon that's I reckon that's awesome mm. I was talking to someone this morning and uh, they were, were talking about well, he was he was talking about how the Facebooks and all this uh, they they detract from human interaction, and along the lines of like 
you know, you might in the old days before Facebook, you know, you would catch up with people that are to say good day, learn about their life and what they've been up to and everything. But these days, there's no point in catching up with people because you've already know it, you know. And so, yeah. and so, therefore, you just sit in your house and drink beer and watch yeah. Facebook all day. So, yeah, yeah. So, like, it makes you think sometimes. You know, maybe you should, you know, should I limit my time on Facebook? And because I've still got, I don't know about you guys. I've who, got who drinks beer and looks at Facebook all day. Uh, I still, <laughs> I still let um, I, I still let my kids have messenger and that, but they're still restricted to their time. But hmm. I know I just think that 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 gap. I've I haven't heard this story, and thanks for sharing it, Jace, because that's to me that's awesome. It's something I I was only just talking about this with um, my sister in law with her kids, and we were, we were talking about how we could how we could get a messaging app for the kids that's cross platform. Because mm. they're all stuck on iMessenger, and we've got we've got kids who are on Samsungs and mm. Apples and all these different things, and and we thought we even thought about going as far as registering them Facebook accounts and not giving them the password and just restricting who can be their friend and who can't. Yeah. So yeah, I reckon I reckon it's great. It's gonna it's gonna bridge the gap between. It's what Android, in my opinion, it's what Google has been trying to do for so long with their chat apps and everything. They've all been trying to compete with iMessage, really, haven't they? Because if you're on Samsung, Google did you can't, Google did you bring can't out, chat to Apple. No, but Google did bring out that video chat, and I keep forgetting the name of it, but I know Jace knows it. It's Dojo. Hello, Duo. Duo. Duo, Duo, that's it. Yeah, Is Duo. that very popular? I've seen it. I've got it on my phone, no. but I never use it. No, I don't think so. No. I just think that Messenger is, is the most popular. Yeah, like across the board, but the mm. kids can't use it because it's Facebook. So or if Apple, you, yeah, yeah. So if yeah, that's right. That's what, no, I mean Messenger as in Facebook Messenger. Oh yes, right, yes, yes. I think that's the most popular chatting app that's cross-platform. Yes. for everybody, but the yep. kids can't use it because it's Facebook, and you've got to be that's right. either, you've got to either be over thirteen or do it do it illegally and just say you're over thirteen. Well, like I was run the risk of of being in such a big social environment for kids of that age who've got no experience. You know? Yeah, because I was watching, uh, uh, I looked at my... Uh, I reckon that's awesome to have that as an extension of the parents' account. Mm. We don't even have to register them account. Yeah. I'm going to look into it. Yeah. That, When's that, it coming in? <laughs> well, look in the show notes. You get all these show notes and the links yep. on the aussietechheads.com.au forward slash podcast show notes page. So if you need to know anything further, go and have a yeah, look there. I'll be looking for that. All right. Absolutely. Good stuff. That's, That's a, a good, good find, Jace. Well, that'll be our first yeah. hit for the week. That'd be great. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jordan, <laughs> did you have any uh, anything else you want to talk about? <clears throat> yeah, well, while you're on the Google topic um, or Android... Um, there was an app that has just come out of beta mode. You may have heard of it. You might, some people might have some. Where is it? Uh, Google Files Go, an app intended to clear out your phone clutter, is no longer in beta. The storage manager app, which Google calls a clean up app, uh, offers suggestions on what files you should delete from your phone. That include telling you uh, which apps you have have gone unused or how many temporary files you have in your app cache and okay. which files are taking up my space. Nice. As you use it more and more, it'll fine-tune suggestions. Google says keeping uh, keeping with the theme uh, – where am I? Google says keeping with the theme, the download itself is less than 4 meg. There was one point, and we, we kind of briefly just talked about it before with Jace, um, 
uh, and I want to kind of breeze over to make it go a bit faster. Um, oh, there's also support for an offline file transfer with friends who are physically nearby and also have files go installed. The exchange does not eat into my mobile data. The file sharing transfer occurs over secured hotspot, according to Google. Yeah, okay. So that was that sounded really good as well. Yeah, uh, the company is making files go available as it's trying to improve the Android experience for phones with limited storage space. Well, that's the go. Like you know, we all use. Well, I don't know. You should be using on your PC something like C Cleaner or something. Uh, so if it's anything yeah. like that that jumps in, gets rid of all your temporary files and old old software updates and uh, all this sort of garbage. You that's can good. share files with each other nearby over Wi-Fi. Is pretty good. Yeah, that's good. Another good one. So oh, things are happening with Android. Making me jealous now. Yeah, they've got lots of little apps coming out <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, the, on Tuesday, the company also announced a lightweight version of the operating system called Android Oreo Go Edition. You've probably heard about that as well. Yeah. So what do you reckon they're going to do with that? This software is tailored for phones with 512 meg or one gigabyte of RAM and includes optimizations to make installed apps run faster while running less memory. For, uh, for instance, the Google app running on the Go Edition takes up 50% less space. Yeah, okay. Yeah, nice. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. There you go. Now, just look, just, just going back quickly uh, to Facebook, and we'll loosely we'll relate this to Google. We were just talking about it. Uh, Facebook and Google have been left out of the recent safe harbour copyright changes in Australia. Now, the federal government this week unveiled legislation that would extend copyright safe harbour provisions to a range of parties, but has left, the, uh, left Facebook and Google off it. So apparently, you know, Facebook and Google have been lobbying to get onto the safe harbour into that legislation that the government said, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they said at the last minute, no, but we'll, we're still thinking about you guys. So just hold tight. Now, the, the uh, copyright safe harbour provisions, what they are is they prevent intermediaries from being held accountable for their users' actions. So currently, only uh, uh, it only applies to internet service providers. Uh, so that therefore, so I, I guess if you're on an internet, you know, if you're say throwing porn down a, uh, say, oh, that's not that's a terrible example. Let me think of something else. If you're um say uh doing something nasty or whatever on the internet, then Telstra is not responsible for what you're doing. But if you're say uh. Well, not necessarily nasty. This actually, this is this story is actually about the copyright act. So, if you're transmitting, you know, movies or something, Telstra's not responsible. It's you're the one that's doing the wrong thing. But uh, so, if you're uploading them, you're responsible. That's right. Downloading, yeah. And so, what there's, yeah. So what, so what they're saying with this Google Facebook safe harbor thing is that. Uh, like you know, the recent fight that was uh, streamed on Facebook, just someone put the phone in front of the Foxtel and just streamed it to Facebook Live. You know, I think it was the Mundine fight in Adelaide, and you know, the guy got one hundred and fifty thousand viewers on Facebook. Where? Yeah, it went off, and a, and a big fine slapped on top of him. No, he got into a lot of trouble, but he did get off. Uh, but. Well, I think we spoke about it at the time, but you mustn't have heard about it. The funny thing was, he's, he's streaming it, right? Foxtel rings him up and says, can you stop that? You're not allowed to do that. And he goes, mate, I've got 150,000 people relying on me. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not stopping it. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah. so anyway, what Facebook say, to tie this up with the story, is Facebook have said, well, we don't want to be responsible for that guy. At the moment, Facebook could be responsible uh, for that guy. Well, they can't possibly judge what, you know, if someone's going to pick up their phone and, you know, but, they're allowing you to stream 
this live this live video thing. Mm. They've got to expect anything, really. But then is this this is why I guess like you know YouTube and everyone gets in trouble for say uploading or whatever something with a with a copyrighted music track in it, you know, because they don't want to be responsible for what a user They're wiping their hands of it. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, well, they so... can't police. They can't possibly police everything. Mm. So I guess Can like they? in in this situation. Uh, then you know, say the rights holder would say they they went Facebook and said you know this is that was our content we're going to sue you uh, because you allowed you were the means of carriage or whatever of this person being able to get this hundred fifty thousand. So say yep. Facebook would go yeah okay here's your here's some money or whatever. And then maybe it's up then up to Facebook to go and sue this guy, you know. But obviously you know where's all the money coming from. Uh, so the right holders have long argued against having the safe harbour scheme ex- extended to Facebook and Google. Now, the exclusion of Google and Facebook will be considered a win for rights holders who say they are forced to engage in expensive battles to have infringing content taken down in regions like the US and Europe where the safe harbour provisions exist. So I know pretty heavy for one of the last stories of the week, but uh it was just something interesting, and um, you know, it just reminds me. I had a friend telling me that, um, and I haven't got an article to read or anything, but I just had a friend telling me that there's been heaps of people getting caught at the moment for a lot of that stuff. Mm. He's got a few. He's telling me he's got mates who have been, you know, pulled up for downloading torrents and all sorts of oh, things. Right. Mm. Everyone's getting in trouble left, right, and centre at the moment for all all of this sort of stuff. How are they? Like Do you know how? In on do you know how they're getting in trouble? Are they just getting letters, or no? I don't know. He said his mate got a got a twenty five thousand dollar fine. Well, he didn't pay it. Did hey? he? he didn't pay it, did he? No, no. His mate got it. I didn't ask him who his mate was or why oh, or right. how. He had a few mates that have been caught, and one in particular got a twenty five thousand dollar fine. But yeah. it just it just goes to show they're really watching. Yeah, I don't know if they like, can actually enforce anything because there was that big Dallas. What was it? Dallas Cowboy film, whatever it was. You know that yeah. uh, I don't even know the name of it, but anyway, just recent, and uh, they can't. They didn't enforce it. They just said, "Oh, stop it." But uh, things are getting worse. Things are getting tighter. I think you find that the it ISP- was. It was an article I read a while back where they were going to start sending out fines. I think like a, someone was trying to bring in the idea of having it like a speeding fine. Yeah, you know, like used to if be. Your three download. We'll just send you a. We'll send you a five hundred dollar fine because you're downloading something. Yeah, uh, there used to be like a three strikes you're out. But I think what they're trying to do, that the Telstra's like blocked uh, access to things like the Pirate Bay and to- Torrent Freak yep. or whatever. So, you know, they're easy to get around. But talking about fast and slow internet, uh, Australian internet users might have seen, especially over there in Perth, a bit slower of things of late, especially going to Asian countries. Uh, there's been a cable that's been severed over there. In, in in the from the journey from Perth to Singapore, and it was being cut again just six weeks after it had been repaired. The new cut was identified in the early hours of Sunday morning, and there's no estimate for when it may be repaired. It took about I think sixty days last time to get repaired. What is this sabotage or something? Is it all? Well, no, I don't think so. It says no. it says the traffic to and from Asia may be rerouted uh, through the US, which will you know slow things down. But apart from being close to or at capacity, now the 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 cable name is S E A M E W E three. So C Me We Three. 
No, no. Anyway, uh, apparently suffers from <laughs> frequent cable breakages due to storms or shipping traffic. Okay. Well, you said it was cut, and I thought, oh, maybe it had been cut. Not yeah, well, that's the broken. that's the language that had been used in this this article. But I don't know whether it's been like well, how does shipping traffic? It's supposed to lay on the bottom of the ocean, so uh, you know how do they find that? It's it's, it's twelve hundred miles from Perth or something out yeah, in the middle. Yeah, it's probably owned by Telstra. It breaks down all the time. Probably, <laughs> but apparently they're they're putting a redundancy line in next year or something. So that'll that'll be good. And, uh, oh, look, we better hurry up. Uh, Jason, did you have any others this week you wanted to get off your chest? Yeah, I can um, flick through a few related ones. Hmm. The value of Bitcoin has skyrocketed over the past year, putting past break, price breaks to shame. A single Bitcoin is now worth more than $11,000, but the drive to accumulate Bitcoin has also driven energy consumption to mind-boggling levels. Mining Bitcoin now consumes more than 30 terawatt hours of power globally, which is higher than the individual energy usage of 159 countries. According to Bitcoin analysis blog DigiEconomist, energy consumed by Bitcoin mining now exceeds what is used by countries like Ireland, Hungary, Oman and Lebanon. Bitcoin uses about as much power as the entire country of Morocco and slightly less than Bulgaria. If Bitcoin were a country, it would have the 61st highest energy consumption. However, this only covers miners. It does not include any power consumed by Bitcoin-enabled devices like vending machines and ATMs. Unlike a fiat currency like the US dollar or euro, Bitcoin needs to be mined. Of course, no one is digging digital currency out of the ground like gold. Mining Bitcoin is just a process of running complicated calculations on computers. These calculations keep the Bitcoin network operational by verifying transactions on the blockchain, which is a public ledger of Bitcoin activity. Bitcoins are awarded to the systems to complete these calculations, but the complexity of the calculation increases over time. It is a basic element of Bitcoin protocol, but it's resulted in vastly higher energy usage as people scramble to earn more of the cryptocurrencies. A few years ago, when a Bitcoin was worth several dollars, you could perform calculations on a laptop CPU and earn a few coins. However, now there are massive server farms with application-specific integrated circuit, ASIC hardware, precision tuned to crunch numbers for the blockchain. The cost of this hardware is high, but so is the cost of keeping it running. That's why so many Bitcoining mine operations are based in countries with lower energy rates. A study from the University of Cambridge earlier this year estimated that 58% of Bitcoin mining took place in China. That means much of the energy fueling Bitcoins comes from dirty sources like coal. While it's possible... Mining hardware will become more efficient. The calculations for Bitcoin transactions will only become more complex. As long as Bitcoin value keeps increasing, so too will the amount of energy going up to verifying transactions. Meanwhile, other cryptocurrencies like Ethereum and Safecoin are on the rise. This means more CPUs and GPUs turning turning away in server rooms, even if Bitcoin drops in value. That's just crazy, isn't it? Because I think that eleven thousand dollars—that's a US figure uh so something yep. like sixteen thousand. like i think we we're only talking about this last week it was you know it was, it was ten thousand or nine thousand or something it's, it's got read a, 12 yeah it's mm, got yeah. it's got a pop it's, it's got a pop but just uh quickly on that I, I also read this week that the australia's stock exchange is moving to a blockchain style system for trade settlements so uh oh, yeah. yeah apparently the first in the world uh i didn't have this one for tonight but i'll just i've just brought it up so i'll quickly uh just go through uh, yeah, so Australia's equity market, the ASX, has decided to replace its chess system to record changes in shareholding with distributed ledger technology found in blockchain. 
So uh, blockchain uses computers with advanced encryption to keep track of transaction transactions, giving confidence to both buyers and sellers. Transactions of the cryptocurrency Bitcoin are tracked use blockchain, as you just said. Now, yeah, so the ASX was hit by hardware failure, which stopped trading for most of September 19 to most of September 19, 2016. Brokers couldn't get enough transaction in the market to close major trades for clients in the short window that all stocks were available. Uh, so they believe that this is going to be the go going to be the way forward asx on blockchain so there you go bitcoin so, in australia is currently at 21 and a quarter thousand dollars that's crazy you can't you can't see that that's going to keep going up like that's got to pop it's got to it's got to pop, got to pop pretty soon uh yeah, yeah and cool. just a quick one to add to that everybody needs to get onto it now they'll be too late yeah yeah it's way yeah. too late yeah Valve is ending support for Steam purchases made with Bitcoin, the company said today, citing high fees and volatility of the value of the cryptocurrency. In the past few months, we've seen an increase in the volatility in the value of Bitcoin and a significant increase in the fees to process transactions on Bitcoin network, Valve said in a post on Steam. For example, transaction fees that are charged to the customer by the Bitcoin network have skyrocketed this year, topping out at close to $20 a transaction last week compared to roughly 20 cents when they initially enabled Bitcoin. Unfortunately, Valve has no control over the amount of the fee. These fees result in unreasonably high costs for purchasing games when paying with Bitcoin. The high transaction fees cause even greater problems when the value of Bitcoin itself drops dramatically. Hmm. I don't know. Someone's got to be making money somewhere, don't they? So, I don't yep. know. It's not me. How's your Ethereum? No. Is, that, is that still going up? Yep. Um, let me have a look. Ethereum is currently at six hundred twenty-one dollars, and Litecoin at one hundred thirty-seven seventy-nine. Didn't you buy yours like or a bit of yours for two hundred or whatever? Yeah, the Ethereum. I got half an Ethereum when it was two fifty, and I got one Litecoin when it was fifty. That's all right. Do you think? Do you look back and think, say, oh, I should have probably got more? Or you're just happy. To oh, you can never tell, can you? Well, you can't. No, that's right. Like, <laughs> If you want to get in something, if you want to invest in cryptocurrency, try Litecoin or Ethereum. I am not an investment guide. So <laughs> <laughs> but um, there's no point in going for Bitcoin. Now, in America, people are selling their houses and investing in Bitcoin with that money and then going to live in a rental or back at their parents or whatever. It's yeah. a big gamble, isn't it? Oh, yeah. these are the people... That are going to end up with nothing when this whole thing just goes pop. Crash. Yeah, yep. it's just going to pop. All right, I think that might do us for this week. I think, is that ev- yep. all, everyone? Yeah, Yeah, I've got one I've saved for next week. If all I'm right. back. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, we can put it in the show notes. And uh, if, if you're interested yep. in Jordan's last story, you can go and check them out in the show notes. Uh, I will, so it'll be two hits this week. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in for the Aussie Max Zone. I think uh, next week for the Aussie Max Zone, their last show until next year sometime. Breaking up for Christmas, yeah. aren't they lucky? Little things. Yeah. Lucky break. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, and don't forget, you can get us all over the place. Uh, the website is aussietechheads.com.au forward slash podcast. You can get us on the Twitter at Aussie Tech Heads. You can twit me at Glenn Goodman and use the hashtag if you like Oz Techheads A U S Techheads. Every now and then, I'll have a look and see what's going on. Uh, you can get in contact with us, at Jordan, Glenn, or Warlock at or Jason at AussieTechheads.com.au, and the internet will make sure that those emails find their way to the right person. All right, uh, that's about. And can it. I just say? Can I just say? Uh, please get on the website and. Leave us a question or something, so we've got some more topics to talk about. We want yeah. listeners to 
yeah, you do can, one of those audio voiceover things and send it in. Yeah, you can jump on the website, which is the aussietechhouse.com.au forward slash podcast, right down the bottom or to the right-hand side. I think it might slide out from. I can't remember now. But, yeah, you can. You don't need nothing. As long as you've got, to say, a webcam, uh, you click a button, it starts recording, and it, and it shoots it as an email to me. And then, uh, yeah, we'll get you on the show and we'll answer your question if it's a question. And, and if you don't want to do it with audio, send an email. Yeah. yeah. And we're, we're not really sure it was a valid one that got sent that said, Glenn is awesome, Glenn is awesome, over and over again. <laughs> we're not sure who might have recorded that, but no. we've got our suspicions. But, that, but anyway, that was the, one of the best ones we've ever had. So you can send us compliments. <laughs> familiar. You can send us compliments. We'll play them. Send us uh, criticism. We'll bag them. So do a question. Be good, I'd like to answer a few tech questions. See, see if we've got the goods to answer some questions. I reckon that'd be fun. Yeah. Well, send us a tech question. Jump on the site. Only yeah. take you two seconds. So jump on the website and uh, send us a question. All right. That's it. Thanks, uh, Jordan. Thanks for coming in again. Good to have you back. No worries. And uh, thanks, Jace. Always good to have you. As yep, usual. glad to be here. See and, you again uh, next week. Yeah, and keep uh, developing for the Fitbit. Looks good. I Look will. Good. Yeah. Download my stuff. Pay me money. Yeah, yeah. Where do you get it again? Sorry? Where, where do you get it? Where do you get Fitbit? <laughs> <laughs> I got mine at Hardly Normal, would you believe? No, no matter you, how you, you, that place. Your screen. Where do you get it? The Fitbit app, iconic apps shop. You have to log into the Fitbit app on your phone and then go into the app gallery. There you go. And you'll see, and what's it called again? Big Weather. Big Weather. All right, go and jump so on If that. you haven't got a Fitbit, don't worry. Just get the app and get it anyway. That's yeah. right. Download the app anyway. You know, try and... Just send me the money anyway. I've got a Fitbit. put a donation page on my... <laughs> I've got a Fitbit, see? I don't know how it's going Sweet. to fit on that screen. Better though. flex. Uh, HR or something. HR. Yep. Yeah, something like that. All right, let's get out of here. So thanks, everyone. Thanks for downloading and th- or no watching, worries. whether you're on the YouTube or iTunes or wherever it is. I uh, hope you have a good week. Uh, we're smashing those palms, aren't we? That's great stuff. All right, we'll see you <laughs> next time. Bye-bye. Bye, <laughs> Bye everybody.